ancestors surround us. Welcome to the Advancing the Art of Aging podcast. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services located in northern New Jersey and dedicated to serving older adults. These podcasts are really brought to you to help you understand more about older adult services, get some ideas that we hope that you can use, and really help you to figure out ways that you can help yourself or help older adults in your life to stay healthy. I'm delighted today to have with us Alana Dallas, and Alana is our Director of Rehabilitation Services at the Jewish Home Family. She works with both of our campuses, a Jewish Home at Rockley and Jewish Home Assisted Living, and she is going to talk with us today a little bit about some of the things that are going on in rehab, some of the things we have planned, and maybe a little bit about how you can help keep yourselves healthier during these tough times of isolation. Alana, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. So it's been a challenging time these last few months during the COVID crisis. And, you know, the rehab service in many places, including the Jewish home, has been like the gym, right? It's been an open area where people are working out together and there's a lot of therapists and a lot of energy. And COVID has really kind of thrown a monkey wrench into that. How, how have you dealt with that? So we've had to make a lot of changes, but um, we've been really successful with adapting and pivoting during this time. We have created satellite gyms. So we can no longer gather in a large gym space with many, many people exercising and working together. So now we work together in smaller spaces. So we have created on each of our subacute units a small gym that is fully equipped with everything that we need to rehabilitate our patients, to stimulate them, and give them the full experience that they would have had. It's just done in a smaller setting. Um, A lot of the sessions have shifted to be done in the patient's room, and that's actually given us a really nice opportunity to make sure that we're working functionally, that we're hitting all the different areas that people need to accomplish before they go home. So, you know, we're no longer trying to simulate what you would be doing when you're getting dressed. We're just in your room getting dressed. We don't have to worry about, you know, practicing in the bathroom. We just take you to the bathroom. So in a lot of ways, it's really been um, an advantage. And, you know, we've taken just a, a different look at how we provide services, but it's completely equal and completely successful. That's great. I know that, you know, a year ago we would have been talking about the the uh, group therapy coming back into vogue for a long time. Group therapy was an important thing. And then because primarily of reimbursement, it really went away. And as of last fall, it sort of came back. But the whole COVID thing put a little, a little uh, damper on group therapy. How was group therapy going prior to COVID? And what do you see as the future with group therapy? So we did have a, one of the biggest shifts in Medicare reimbursement that we've had in um, 20 years happen in October of last year, where we were once again allowed to utilize group and what we call concurrent, which is two people working at the same time um, for with the same reimbursement level. So certainly it was something that we wanted to incorporate. Now, 
obviously things have changed dramatically in the past year, um, as in everybody's life. But there are advantages to working together with people. And we want to tap into that advantage in a socially distant, infectious control um, manner. So what we see now is two to three people working together in a larger enough space that we maintain social distancing, that we have everything that we need to make sure that things are clean properly. Um, I think that now the groups are more of a discussion-based group because that can be done in a manner that adheres to all of the guidelines that we need to in this new world of infection control being you know, prominent in how we design all of our activities. Alana, I know that the rehab staff were redeployed in a lot of ways during the worst days of COVID at the Jewish home. What was that about? How did that work? So I'm incredibly proud of how the staff reacted um, things were changing dramatically. We did not have the same role when the majority of the patients that we were serving and the elders in our building were very sick. So we saw the need to help out and make sure that people were maintaining basic positioning and hydration. And you know, when we discussed it as a team, everyone just immediately volunteered and enhance the program. So we deployed teams of two therapists um, because they needed each other to help to do everything properly. They would go room to room within the COVID unit and they would turn and position people. They would make sure that they would sit up on the edge of bed if possible. They would make sure that they were comfortable. They would ensure that their skin was in good condition and they would help the elders to drink and eat and encourage them and you know maintain their lives to the event to the extent that they could it was an incredibly emotional time for the staff uh, like i said i could not be prouder of the group that we have here you know no one shied away people really um, evolved the program they had lots of suggestions to make sure that all of the elders' um, specific things that they wanted were readily available. So if somebody liked chocolate pudding, they would be the ones to say, Alana, we definitely need to have this. Some people like their drinks colder, so they asked for an ice chest. You know, anything that they could do to encourage and, you know, improve the quality of life of the people that they were helping, um, they jumped at. So it was really an emotional time, you know, like I said, I couldn't be prouder of our team. That's great. And it's wonderful that they played such a critical role in helping people to heal and to recover. What a, what a credit to you and to your team. It's really a beautiful thing. Now, I know you're getting ready for something else that's new and much more positive than where we've been with COVID. You want to tell me about that? So we have right in our Right behind me, I have the pleasure of watching um, as this beautiful new building is um, building is coming to fruition. You know, right behind me, and we're incredibly excited. So we are watching as our new center for rehab excellence is being built. Um, we are a part of the design process. We are looking at forward to the aquatics program that's going to be here. 
um, brand new equipment, a beautiful big gym, and state-of-the-art rooms that will be at the level that we can, you know, train and um, embrace the patients that that come to our doors in the manner that we really wanted to. You know, for example, we didn't currently have a private shower for every patient, and that just wasn't the experience that we wanted for those that were coming here. And having that available to us, I think, makes all the difference. We want to ensure that everyone is fully rehabilitated and ready to go to their home environment. So that's going to be a tremendous advantage to us. Um, the other thing we're really looking forward to are the outdoor spaces that we will have right outside our door to train people on uneven surfaces, grass and gravel and ramps and everything that somebody would need to encounter in the real world. Um, we want to be able to try it with them and work through those obstacles before they go home and have to face it on their own. So it's a very exciting time. It is exciting. Tell me a little bit more about aquatics. Why is aquatics important? So aquatics is a wonderful um, way for people to start to move when they might be in pain, they might be stiff, they might be scared. Um, a lot of times you can do things in warm water that you can't do on land way earlier in the rehabilitation process. And we just haven't had that opportunity here, um, but we'll be able to reach people that we couldn't reach before. We'll be able to help people that we couldn't get past their pain levels. And, you know, we're just excited to have this available to us. We think that, you know, this is really, really vital in this community. So, When are these new services going to be available? So our plan is about a year from now. We will be opening our brand new rehabilitation center and being able to welcome the community. That's wonderful. It's very exciting. So one last thing, you know, we, we sort of promised people that we might give them some thoughts. It's we've been isolated. People have been isolated for a long time. As we look toward the fall, it looks like isolation is going to clamp down even more firmly, perhaps, than it had. What should people do that are home, especially our older folks, to try and maintain their physical strength? We, you know, we see that people who are isolated have more illnesses, they have more issues, and it's hard to get motivated to keep moving. But what can they do? Right. So I think you need to choose something that speaks to you. You know, the same activity doesn't work for everybody. Some people love a structured program that might be strength involved. Some people might speak to a yoga style um, exercise program. And the other thing I just want to encourage people to do is, you know, every little bit counts. So it's not that you have to commit to an hour-long exercise class in order to have benefits. You know, doing something, moving your feet or extending your legs 10 times every hour, rolling your shoulders, looking at your posture, these are the things that count over the course of the day. They add up. So I want to encourage everybody to find those activities that they enjoy, whether it be stretching, whether it be, you know, a strength exercise class, yoga, tai chi. Try different things. Explore small classes. So don't try to jump into an hour-long Zoom class because it's too much. Try the 10-minute yoga class. Try the 15-minute Pilates class. Try something. Something matters. So I just encourage smart. start slow, start small, 
but just do it. And as you get into it, you'll see the results and you'll be encouraged and you'll want to do more the next day. So just, you know, give yourself that permission that it doesn't have to be huge, that every little bit counts. So just keep moving. Keep moving. Thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to talking more about that rehabilitation center as it gets closer to opening. Thank you. Thank you. All of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.